It is November 14th, 2017, and this is Inside Out, The Naked Truth, coming to you from the Santa Cruz Mountains of California from Lupin Lodge, where clothing is optional. But the truth is always naked. Mm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Errol Strider. And I am Rochelle Alicia Strider. And we welcome you once again to our home at Lupin Lodge. We invited you over tonight, as before, for some conversation about the human condition with all its eccentricities <laughs> and what to make of it. Oh, we hope we can figure out what to make of it. Sprinkled with laughter, good music, and the many voices of Errol Strider. <laughs> Oh, surely this is Father O'Malley here, and looking forward to seeing what you have to hear tonight uh, to to join in the play. Hey, Father, it's so always great to see you. I only see you once a week. It's good you're here, too. And uh, hello, good evening. Now, this is Lord Upbridge, and I'm delighted to be able to be here. Well, thank you, guys. I'm so happy that you are here and ready to participate, because you always have something good to say. <laughs> Our show is sponsored by Go Raw, nutritious and delicious. And Go Raw is, guess what? Raw food. That's right. But raw food that's designed and created in such a way to maximize the nutritious and delicious experience for you, partner. <laughs> Uh, so you better go get some Go Raw because it can be found in your Whole Foods, your t- Trader Joe's, your the or- or the organic section of Costco, to name a few. I mean, just go to GoRaw.com to find out where Go Raw can be found in your neighborhood, and you won't regret it. Good. No regrets. <laughs> Rochelle and I are kind of like, well, the mailman or mail persons through storm and sleet. Biting dogs and pounds of junk mail, we keep on delivering. <laughs> you can bet on it. So <laughs> we picked, you can bet on it, to be our featured phrase of the week. Even if you're not a betting person, it's comforting to know that you can bet on something you depend on to be there for you especially when you're all in. <laughs> but what can we bet on? For me, the most authoritative events in the known universe are the speed of light, the law of gravity, the cycles of birth and death, and yet another crime drama on public television. <laughs> You can bet on it. <laughs> but as we look into the future of our lives, what can we bet on? Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's always death and taxes. But for my part, I'm placing my bets on laughter, love, and human resiliency. Wow, that's wonderful. To name a few things I'd even double down on. <laughs> But if you're betting on the dark side of humanity to win the pot, I'll call you and I'll raise you up. Uh. Oh, and one more thing. According to Rochelle, at some point uh, during every day of our lives together, I will ask, Rochelle, 
Have you seen my... Where is the fill in the blank? I just put it down. <laughs> Wait, I just... Now, while it may drive her crazy, in spite of her best intentions, she will get sucked into looking for it. <laughs> you can bet on it. <laughs> I just lost that bet big time. <laughs> oh, and one more... Oh. Oh, if you want to hedge your bets for a, a likely good time tonight, then, well, you've done well by choosing to be with us here tonight, and where we explore what we can and maybe what we shouldn't bet on. Sam, you can bet on it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. You know, I came up with, I mean, if you have no need to bet, if it I mean, you don't have any need to bet if it's a sure thing. What are you betting on? You know it's, it's, it's it can't be anything else, right? But I believe in it. But there is this little teeny tiny doubt. <laughs> no, but I can bet on it with a positive attitude that it is so. In fact, my very bet gives me the assurance of it so. So whenever it comes to love and the source of love, I bet on it every time, erasing all doubt for all time, because I know the power of love in my life, and that you can bet on, whether you need to or not. Mm. <laughs> there was some betting going on there. <laughs> Pretty high stakes, if you ask me. We're, we are playing for high stakes, humanity, today. I was listening to some interviews and comments on uh, the radio, public radio, about that, that the stakes are, are, have gotten really high. And we're placing our bets, uh, some of us, on foolhardy notions. Uh, foolhardy notions are often uh, confused with dissimulating doubts, but make no mistake about it, foolhardy notions are in and of themselves uh, lures into chaos and degeneration. Would you not agree? Well, you can bet on that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, you could bet on that. Yes, if you, if you have these kind of confusing thoughts and you constantly draw conclusions based upon the distortions of your misconceptions, which is like a double thing, <laughs> then in, in, inevitably and inscrutably you will find yourself uh, caught in a quagmire of confusion, doubt, and assumptions that all back on them, in on themselves, as, as if they were eating themselves up and spitting themselves out as false assumptions without any uh, body to them whatsoever. I have no idea what I just said regarding but that. But the last sentence I thought you had needed, it, was, uh, it came out, if you have false assumptions, rather than... Well, if you have false assumptions, you can bet that at some point you'll probably fall down and, and, and come apart at the seams. Well, you'll be disappointed for sure. Well, absolutely disappointed. And, uh, and my feeling about it is this, that if you are one of those who continually leads with doubt and cynicism, then try coming on board uh, this 
track that Rochelle has so lovely stated tonight, a track of love and the source of love. And Well, I have to agree. You can bet on it. Hmm. Well, thank you, Professor, I, for I that, think you could bet on it for, for sure. I just be- put my money on it. <clears throat> you know, I, th- I was thinking as you were t- beginning the show of the things that I, I know. I just feel like I know. I can bet on them. Like seasons come and seasons go. I mean, the moon comes up and goes down, and that that the sun does the same thing. I mean, there's darkness, there's light, and all that follows in human nature. And I realize that our nature mirrors those things. We have dark nature, and we have light nature. We have um, orbiting nature. We have we have all we have all the natures of everything that there is is what I I realize and I realize as I start judging people during the course of the day saying that they're this or they're that or in some usually pejorative way or envy which is another way of judging them they have something that I don't I catch myself and what happens is well we need to get naked for this Yes, I do have envy. I do look down on people who manifest behavior that I don't like. But the good news is, I know for a fact that I manifest the exact same behavior. (laughs) You can bet on it. I can bet on it for sure. I know that one too. And this is good news because that means I don't have to try and fix them. I can let them be and just face the opportunity within myself and put my bets there. I'll bet on that. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I have to tell you all about a, a very scary thing that happened to me, and I call it the miracle of the tree stump story. On this property where I am the senior housekeeper, meaning I am the, well, only housekeeper. And oldest. And oldest. (laughs) But I, I, they have this little run-down old golf cart that doesn't have any windows anymore, and it it goes and it stops, and and that's good. And you don't have to be walking up hills all the time carrying a whole bunch of things. Right, ostensibly. But the other night, and it's getting dark earlier, of course, and I was coming, I was making a round, moving something, and what it doesn't have is light. And as I was driving, uh, I put, but I put on, I thought of that. See, I was careful. I put on this headset to make sure I could see, even though, because I knew it would A headset like, that is a... Um, goes in a, your head. A light, but I mean, it's a Like I'm a miner. Light. Every time I come in, I right, have exactly. my headset on. She, Rochelle says, you find any gold? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really, but that's okay. <laughs> well. I was thinking more like coal. Coal. <laughs> to keep us all see? warm. Yeah. <laughs> So you know, anyway, as I'm coming up this little road... Environmentally incorrect. Can't do that anymore. Do you want to keep going on no, that No, I just got, I said coal, and I realized coal messes up our atmosphere. Yeah, let's go for the gold. Yes, I'll go back to the gold. Thank you. I Continuing with my story. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Nevertheless, 
the cart at a certain point starts veering off to the left, and I understand it had a bad habit of doing that afterward. I found this out, and I started going over into the ravine, and I was stopped. The cart was stopped because it got stuck on a tree stump right in the middle of it with its front wheels up like a horse, you know. <laughs> Ready to go, tiltering down the ravine and crushing me, possibly. And when I went and saw it in the daylight and I saw the potential I had for seriously damaging myself, I, I, it gave me pause. It, I stopped and I thought, uh, you know, like one lady who sent me an email, she says, uh, she says, were you stumped? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm kind of stumped. You know, How did I sur- survive that? And he says, well, it's a stump. So I'm auctioning off this magical tree stump now. And, and you can bet on the fact that it will make fun. I'm grateful to be alive. <laughs> and yes, I can make fun on it. And I'm glad you can because that is the joy of it all is that we can laugh at it afterwards. That's right. And you can count on it. You can count on it. We'll try and do that because it's so healing. <clears throat> Here, I do believe that you can count on the fact that laughter has a power of healing. It I mean, does. It really does. Laughter true. is really good. And being able to count on each other uh, and be able to be honest with ourselves. This is Zac Efron. I believe this is from a movie, and it's called Bet On It. Did you ever lose yourself to get what you want? Did you ever get on a ride and want to 
face to face Out on my own, it's such a scary place The answers are all inside of me All I gotta do is believe I'm not gonna stop, not gonna stop till I get my shot That's who I am, that is my plan That was Zach Efron from the movie, Bet On It. Yeah, believe. But let's just take a look at belief, uh, if we may. Now, if I might add something here before you start on the uh, belief thing, which I'm very interested because in, I think it's an important thing. Hi, this is Barney. And uh, but but you know I was in a I was in a, a, a game the other night a poker game and uh, with several fellows you know seven of us and people were betting this way and betting that way and they were doing they were buffing and doing this and the money and the chips were all over the table and and uh, believe me if you wanted to see a bunch of guys playing cards like that well you can bet on it they were there playing cards and making bets. And that's the first thing that people need to realize is that you you can bet on people making bets. See, that's 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 the kind of thing that's wow. the reverse thing. <clears throat> and they will make bets, and in in the sense that they will bet on the future to show up a certain way by the actions they take in relationship to it. And they're going to bet that this is going to work out, and this is not going to work out so well. Now, what I have noticed that if when I bet on my analyses and assumptions about what shows up in my life, like uh, uh, I went to the dentist today, and uh, I had this terrible toothache, and and I thought it was because the tooth was loose, and they were going to have to pull it because that's what the other dentist said. I get down there, and she looks in there, and she opens me up in the mouth, and she takes that picture. And in the picture, there's this little dark spot there. It turns out it's a cavity. Cavity's causing the problem. See, here I thought it was something else, and I was ready to bet on it because I was so sure in my ignorance that I (laughs) knew what I was talking about. But you can bet on the fact that, once again, I am shown up to be not as knowledgeable as I would have liked to have thought I could have been. You can bet on that. I think so. I can also bet on the fact that it really does pay to get a second opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I have second opinions all the time. That's that's beside the point. (laughs) You can bet on that, too. (laughs) Well, I have another opinion about that. Uh, And that is that if the point is over here, Right. But nobody can see because it's the radio. I, I'm, I'm putting my hand in a direction, like a trajectory, <laughs> and then I'm putting my hand to the left of that. And so I'm getting beside the point. And now <laughs> I'm looking at the point from a position of beside the point. And, and now it's a relationship. It's not just a point anymore and being by itself it's a relationship it's the guy beside the point and the point itself i hope all of you people so like our grandchild when errol makes faces and just very silly things and she says what's grandpa doing and i say he's being silly and then time passes and she comes up and she says grandpa be silly As if he could help it. <laughs> wait, you can wait, bet on that. But wait, I can't help it. No, you can't. 
Okay. <laughs> can you bet on that? that I, I can bet on oh, it. Man. Because yeah. even if you were conscious of it for the next 10 minutes, you would forget. <laughs> Talk about forgetting. <laughs> what did you forget today, Errol? <laughs> you know, what are you losing? What are you looking for when she sees me walk around? our? I discovered our little room that we live in and we broadcast out of and do the show and eat and sleep and and do whatever we do when we're here is all of 196 square feet. (laughs) (laughs) And right now, we've converted this 196 square feet not only to a radio station room, (laughs) but also a TV studio. And later, we will convert it back into a kitchen and (laughs) the bedroom. But first, it'll go to the living living room. room. (laughs) It stays living room. We have a dining room, living room, and bedroom. Uh, con- the bedroom converts to a uh, living room in the daytime. Yeah, by, because and of the And then we have futon. a great big that's bathroom. A, that's that, important. Let me that just, is also a TV room. <laughs> the bathroom's also a TV. And the TV is in the closet. <laughs> it's sort of backed up in the closet. And it's on, on this little cart that has wheels. And we wheel it out. And we watch... TV. Well, mostly Rochelle watches TV because there's really only room for one person to sit in there. I will TV. call Errol in if it's really good. And, and she then watches. He walks in, he stays about a minute and leaves. Football games. But one reason why there's so little room, if mm-hmm. I can hear this, is I have like a portable sauna in this room <laughs> next to, in front of the TV. Portable sauna is like this little bag. It's like a tent that you sit in with your head sticking up. And sweat. And sweat. And sweat. sweat. On and purpose. Sweat. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> and I face either the TV when I sauna at night, or I have a computer on this side. And I face <laughs> the computer and watch things that Netflix thinks I'll like. So to keep him awake so he doesn't fall asleep with his sauna and roast. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, but... Oh, that's so funny. But ain't that good news, really, that we can bet on something that does show up and and is, in fact... God, I'm gonna take you home to my Jesus. Ain't that good news, my Lord? Ain't that good news? It's good news when you reject things as they are. When you lay down the world as it is and you take on the responsibility of shaping your own way, that's good news. Everybody talk about spirituals and they say, oh Lord, black folks saying about going to heaven. No, this lesson is for you tonight, November the 8th, 1980 in All Souls Church. Lay down the world, pick up my cross. And they don't say it's good times, they say good news. It's hard times when you decide to pick up your own cross. You're going to catch hell if you don't do it the way they say do it. 
But when you lay down the world and shoulder up your cross, that's what? <laughs> and I need some help. Ain't <laughs> that good news? Oh, now I got shoes in that kingdom. Ain't that good news? And I ain't got enough harmony in here. Come on, y'all. Give me some help. Ha. I got shoes in that kingdom. Is that good news? Hey, 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 hey. I want to make a mystery. Put She is so powerful. Sweet honey and the rock. Oh, my God. Did she say it was 1980-something? Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to just complete about the story of the cart, because I was able to escape it, and for which I'm very grateful. So in case, yeah, you wouldn't be talking to anybody right now if you hadn't. No, no, or or I would, there would be a facsimile of me here. <laughs> and speaking of facsimile of me here, we have uh, Professor Schnitzel. Oh. Yeah, I don't think of myself as a facsimile, more like an edited copy. And that's right what we looked at, like to think of you, Errol, is, uh, is you know, sometimes, Errol, you have good things to say, uh, but uh, they could do a little editing. So I'm <laughs> so glad you are <laughs> you can bet on that. <laughs> allowing me to edit yourself and, and put in, sometimes replace the words you would use, like when you would say something like, uh, uh, you can bet on th- that, and I would, I would, I would concur with you. You can bet on it, but, th- but then you are talking about doubling down. Well, that's two bets on the <laughs> same hand. And early, no matter what hand you're playing, it's probably not a good winning hand. So keep it one. It won't hurt so much when you lose. But if you really think you've got a winning hand, like you've got all aces, all six aces in your hands, six aces, Professor. Where have you been playing poker? <laughs> we play with two decks here. <laughs> Oh, it's called two deck poker or double deck poker, and people sit on that upside of the double decker, and they watch other people playing poker all around them. And there are people betting on there, on there. They are sightseeing the betting that's going on all over the place on, on the canals and the boats. When people are playing and betting and they're throwing coins at each other on chips, and in in the chips passing in the night, there are chips passing in the night. That's right. All the chips are not friendly to each other. The red ones and the blue ones don't get along, but we force them together during the poker games. Yeah, you can bet on it. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, that was... <laughs> Thank you for editing me. I'm not sure who needs to be edited, but hey, you know, it's okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're you guys look- are all so we're, funny. Huh? 
I said, you all are so funny. You all. <laughs> we'll have the senator on a little later. So this is Inside Out, The Naked Truth, and we're looking at the things in life that you could bet on and the likelihood. But it reminds me of the gambler, Dostoevsky's gambler, and it also reminds me, like, there's Gamblers Anonymous, that it, it can be such an addiction and, uh, uh, like... People can get addicted to you know that that rush and that possibility and I just I you know I wrote this down. Why do we bet? Why do we gamble? And it's like you know I don't have total answers for that. I have little snippets of things like this. One, there's a rush if you win. Right. You know you're you're going after the rush, the win. You know and you and you're gonna bet on it and and then you have this loss. You know because. Somebody loses <laughs> with every bet. <laughs> I think it's like trying to get your get your own way in the universe, kind of skirting around cause and effect a little bit, and 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 surprise it, and get what you want without playing the the direct cause and relact, uh, effect relationship. Like I work, then I get money. You know, here I can scoot around that, and I just mm-hmm. might score something, and I will have gotten away with it. Yeah. And, and but the, then there's the better who has all the money and still. There's the thing of the bet. There is something that happens to us physically, you know, as well as what you said. When we win, you know, it's it's like a, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a high. It's well, a yeah. high. It's an endorphin high. Did you see the San Francisco 49ers yesterday afternoon after, after our first win of the season? Right. <laughs> Eight losses and one win. I mean, they were like, they, saw, you, they looked like they had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It almost doesn't matter which bowl it is or which game it is, it because it's all relative. It's in relationship. You know, for them, winning that one game was probably produced the same level of endorphins that the guys who won the Super Bowl because it was such a breakthrough. Oh gosh, yes, yes, yes. So there is this thing, you know, that that we go for that that rush of winning. And we're willing to have the down of losing <laughs> to have that one-time win. And I uh, maybe it's just human nature. Maybe it's part of who we are as people. I just we saw Wonder Woman. For, I saw Wonder Woman for the second time last night on um, you know on the uh, disc a CD. I have to sing it in the theater in this huge big theater. And when I was a little girl. I loved Wonder Woman in the comics. I read Wonder Woman, and here was a superhero who was a woman, and she was so gorgeous and wonderful. Anyway, last night I saw that again, and the the question that you are left with somehow in this movie is that it's human nature to war on each other. You know, that guy said, like, I didn't do this. I'm, we made these humans, and that's part of what they do. And she was like stunned by that. It was a stunning realization. You think that somebody was manipulating people to be bad. And if you got rid of that person, everybody would be good and loving. Right. And, and that wasn't what she learned. And yet, her belief in love being more powerful than the fear that creates us as warring peoples uh, was strong enough for her to continue. I'd almost like to see the movie just with those scenes where she's coming away, because here's this utter in- innocent, mm-hmm. and everything is new, and it, a lot of it doesn't make sense, and it's like, what? Like the things you just said. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 I, she was wonderful in her. The actress was able to impart that quality of innocence, learning and being disappointed and somewhat betrayed. Mm-hmm. And yet, she and never lost her her. Um, Belief in the power of love. Well, that's what that song says about belief. But I want to go back to belief as I started to uh, just a little. Ah, oh, so now you're talking about <laughs> belief. Uh, could I? Yeah, just a minute. I'll let you get back. But first, I want to say something about belief. People really don't know what it is to believe. That people are believing all the time. Because belief is a little bit a half of be and the other half of live. So it's when you're believing, you're be-living. And so when you think of it that way, it's like the you that is being is not just being by itself off in nothingness. No, you're being alive in everything that you embrace as a path of being alive is what you believe. And right now you know that your beliefs are working if you're sitting there listening to us and you're alive and you're feeling good about it. And that, if you're not, then you're not going to feel good. Don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. But to believe in something, it's your beliefs is what guides your life to where it's going to end up. So it's good to believe, believe, to advance those thoughts and ideas that affirm your being here in life and that you have great value, you, that you can bet on it. That. Yeah, bet on it. But, well, okay. That wasn't exactly what I was going to say about belief, but before I try and say what I wanted to say, would you like to say something? I, I wrote this uh, piece, little piece while we were talking, and um, I liked it. So I, can I share it? May I share it? You're asking my permission? Yeah. You if you say no, no. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> so what's new? When my heart embraces my head, meets up with, connects with, I am complete. When the physical reaches out to the metaphysical, I am complete. When my body has a trinity with my mind and spirit, I am complete. I can bet on it. Ooh. Boy, that just, uh, man, that's like, it, it, it's like it makes so much sense. And especially, it all brings together, it makes sense in the end. calculations in the hopes that'll come to some realizations. My mind is not what it used to be that certainly isn't news to me but i want to know how my life was spent now that i am near the end so i'll add subtract multiply and divide and i'll try and figure out what i did with my life i spent 27 years in my bed not much that I would have preferred to do instead. I spent two years chewing, six months wooing, and I'm sure you're curious. Almost three years pooing. I spent 45 years working for a guy that I wanted to kill when I didn't want to die. But I spent 57 years loving you, my friend. So.
So I guess it all makes sense at the end I spent nearly a full year masturbating Second only to the one we spent copulating I know you're not a fan of this vulgarity But completeness is important for full clarity I spent more than seven years watching television And how could I not regret that decision? But I don't think that I'll ever know how much time I did or didn't spend looking into your eyes. I spent 27 years in my bed. And there's not much that I would have preferred to do. Instead, I spent two years chilling and six months wooing. And I'm sure you're curious, almost three years pulling. I spent 25 years working for a guy that I wanted to kill when I didn't want to die. But I spent 57 years loving you, my friend. So I guess it all makes sense at the end. I've never known any way but numbers and sums to understand what we are and what we have become. But like numbers are perfect, that's how this has been for me. And I hope that I still give you everything you need. Eighty years alive and four eating food. Five reading books and fifty-seven with you. Two eyes, one nose, one smile, one life. It somehow isn't ever quite enough time. I spent twenty-seven years in my bed. And there's not much that I would have preferred to do. Instead, I spent two years chewing and six months wooing. And I'm sure you're curious, almost three years pulling. I spent 25 years working for a guy that I wanted to kill when I didn't want to It all makes sense in the end. And that was by either Rob Thompson or Rick Exent. What do you mean? Well... <laughs> either <laughs> because i i don't remember which one did it but <laughs> and i get those guys mixed up all the time rob okay. well they're not going to like that you got to find out who okay, actually said it i apologize you know it's another example of where my mind which is able to you know go off on the side and and escape into places that i'm often not aware of <laughs> And they Errol? don't they don't even call them to come over. <laughs> if I may say something here, this is Senator Beauregard and, and we do watch your mind here sometimes and it, it has a, a tendency toward curving in, in very odd sort of angles and uh, picking up uh, I- images and messages from a universe that well the rest of us don't really inhabit. But we're always fascinated to see what you bring back, and it, it's usually full of, of some kind of yourself, actually. And, and But we are happy to receive you in whatever form you want to present yourself. That's so nice, because you know I think you and he are just like one. <laughs> I, that's, I'm honored that you should say that, Rochelle, <laughs> because I think very highly of this boy, in spite of the often idiotic nature of his being. But, you know, we all have some <laughs> idiotic nature in each of us, and... It's good to make peace with it, and but Errol seems to have gotten just a, a surplus of now you know, Senator Borgard. Well, but it's good. <laughs> it's it's a good idiocy because other people, you know, they could be idiots about 
uh, things that really matter. But Eros is is an idiot about things that only matter to idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you can bet on it. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Senator. <laughs> That's that good. is so funny. <laughs> Matter of which it is. <laughs> Senator Beauregard, you well, outdid yourself that, that, with that, that was one. That's good. I, I give you that. You know, I wasn't sure I liked exactly oh my gosh, that where was you were funny. going with the whole idiot thing, but you kind of oh. saved yourself. <laughs> Speaking you of gotta, you have to extract that and okay, and okay, keep it forever. Okay. I want to I want to memorize. So speaking it. of extract, back to uh, the teeth thing. You see, we thought those teeth were. Oh, <laughs> it was so ex- far away from ex- that. I can't remember where he started. But fortunately, uh, thank you for sharing that story about your teeth and, and how you know how wrong you were. Wait a second. Who are you talking to now? Uh, I forgot. Who was it that mentioned <laughs> the, the teeth story? Uh, was it you, Rabbi? No, no, wasn't no, me, wasn't no. Me. Professor Schnitzel. Yeah? No. No, it wasn't me. I can't remember. I, I, I can't was. remember. I thought it was you, Errol, who had this experience. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we get mixed up. <laughs> you can bet on that. <laughs> and when you get mixed up, the best thing to do is start turning around in the other direction. <laughs> because it'll wind you. Remember when the swing set, you get on the swing and, right, you and just, you'd wind yeah, it all up. And then and you'd let would, it go. And then you'd let it go and you go, whoosh, Oh, that was always fun. And then it would start up in the other direction. Wow. <laughs> it's like we would never get fully there. Right. And it gets slower and slower and slower until it comes to a stop. So speaking that of, is gravity. It is gravity. <laughs> and we talked about that at the beginning. How Gravity is authoritative uh, light and the speed of light because they're just like, they're always there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's one you can bet on. (laughs) Gravity exists on this planet, and therefore it's always there. But as I put out in the known universe, you see, I I don't know about the unknown universe. Oh, but even just going to the the moon, there was the different gravity. That's why they had to wear those spacesuits. There's different gravity, and it depends on your your, uh, proclivities and the kind of food you eat (laughs) and how much you eat them. If you eat a lot of certain kinds of foods, you'll have a different relationship to gravity than someone who eats little. No matter what, on this planet, if you uh, fall, you will fall down. You will not fall up. <laughs> Unless you change the wording. Errol, that's cheating. <laughs> well, in You certain- can't just change the wording to make it be untrue. Well, it's not. It's temporarily doing a switcheroo. No, it is. You can bet on it. Gravity exists. Okay. All right. You're going to be that way. (laughs) This is Inside Out, The Naked Truth. You can reach us by sending me an email, estrider at (laughs) gmail.com. I knew it was coming, but I think it's funny. Every time you do it. And go to our website. TheLaughingHeart.org and let yourself be filled with some joyous creative art that kind of affirms the uh, universe as a positive, potentially uh, good place to be if you hang in there. And, And basically our message is with regard to the universe and the life in it and what's primarily it is composed of, that it is, it's good stuff, and we're here to say you can bet on it. And 
it goes all the way back to some of the early prophets, and they used to say to the audience, like in the Jesus times, and you can bet on it. And they would all yell, <laughs> you can bet on it together. And right. They got everybody going. And this is the Strider Bible. <laughs> and you can bet on it. <laughs> I listened to Forum today, and they were talking about fear. And uh, Forum is uh, in San Francisco. We have this uh, daily radio show. It's been on for 30 years with Michael Krasny. Krasny. And it's interviewing people of all different ilks. And uh, although there was one ilk that, <laughs> when you look closely at it, 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 it was a rare ilk. <laughs> oh, he's doing it again. And, anyway. You can bet on that he will be silly. Anyway, you know, language one, offers so At much. least one out of three times. <laughs> But anyway, you're talking about this fear, and I think the word, the book was a shadow. I'm going to have to find uh, this out. But basically, as we often talk about on this program, and as as the author suggests here, you know, we can't allow fear, you know, fear to be the currency. I think he even used that word of of what drives so much of our activities and decisions. And as we allow that, we are setting ourselves up for some real trouble. Uh, you know, you can bet on it with the fear. I I, I bet on it, and I won. <laughs> you bet on the fear? No, I bet on what you said about the fear. So what this program is about, what we try to address each week, is how to make the shift First of all, you have to want to make the shift from uh, a life that uh, you really better not bet on it. It's not looking good. <laughs> Don't put any bets on this life. Because I think for me, uh, to say it just a little bit differently, is that we, my life is dedicated to moving from fear to love. And I'd say that I am each day more in love than I am in fear. And I, I have been able to see that in myself. You know, I, I can, I catch, oh, that was a fear-driven moment. That was a fear-driven retort. That was a fear-driven assessment of myself. So I catch it and I just go, okay, I, I did that. You know, I got frightened and okay, I don't have to hold on to that. And I embrace the fear, and poof, it is gone until it comes up again. <laughs> the other day I caught myself going into fear, and I realized it was almost like a, uh, I felt an obligation. Like fear said, you are you're obligated to use me Wow. Uh, with regard to some situation that I was afraid was going to be bad or painful. Wow. And, and but I, the ego plays a part in that one. They partner. They the fear and the ego. Oh, God, yeah. Well, the, isn't the ego, as I understand it, pretty much a collection of all the defense mechanisms that you've used to surround this thing uh, that is that's causing all this fear, that it's the very precariousness of your existence in an indifferent and often cruel universe? As we can see, if you're looking at the, the amount of pain and death and suffering and all of that, and that's where you're coming from, and you see that, and it's easy to see. And the ego wants to win all the time. But how does what I just said relate to that? Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's another thing. 
sorry. People say they're sorry, and they're always saying they're sorry when they're doing things that are like they have no business being sorry about. Oh, like if you if you know, I didn't have to feel sorry for that at all. Well, it depends. <laughs> what will sorry get you? Well, I think what happens is, for me, when I say I'm sorry, and I'm very aware of this, I feel like I've done something to diminish or hurt somebody without intending to do that. So I'm sorry it happened because I, that's not my intention and I didn't want it to be like that. So I apologize for uh, hurting you or hurting the moment or making the moment different. I, I Can you apologize in advance? I'm sorry. <laughs> I will do some really dumb things which may cause you some degree of consternation. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, I like that. That was great. You. And if you that was so great I could bet on it. Okay. <laughs> you can bet on it. But Thank you. While you're thinking of taking the bet, okay, let's listen to this. This is... Your life.
This is your life by Banderas. No second chance. This is not a rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) I've had many uh, moments in my life where I was like thrown onto the stage. The way I I describe it is with uh, opening night was the first rehearsal. (laughs) There was no like getting ready for it. Like the first time I did hypnotherapy, I I should reveal this to you, but I for a large group of people and I had never really done it before but they were there in the audience expecting me to do it (laughs) (laughs) it was so interesting to be in that position where you're putting people into a suggestive uh, mode and what I had them what I the suggestion that I gave them is when you think of me think of me drenched with Oh, you Money. did not. Well, no. People are going to believe you because no. you're, you're, you're well, not it winking. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. That wasn't what you were there for. No, I was there to help them uh, relieve stress and, a lot, and quit smoking and lose weight. And a significant number of people did both. And it does work. Hypnotherapy is a very powerful tool. But before I get away from that, I wanted to mention uh, again this book uh, of this author that Michael Krasny interviewed. The name of the book is Jumping at shadows jumping at shadows yeah Mm. and it's really uh interesting it was written by journalist sasha abramsky and the subtitle is uh, fear is america's most dangerous epidemic Mm. 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 and abramsky portrays a political and cultural landscape that is increasingly defined by its worst fears and anxieties and in the book, I can, I'm can. i really excited to get it because I think this is just right on. I want to hear what he has to say about it. But he, he, he looks at how miscalculating risk impacts life, everything from the medicines we take to how we parent. It's, it's a big deal, and that's why I often will think of myself having said, uh, since we know it's... Uh, Ignorance and anxiety, we can safely say, it's the fear, stupid. <laughs> you say that right? Uh, I, I don't know. You be the judge, <laughs> those of you who are listening. What do you think? Fear guys? and I, anxiety? Well, I wouldn't know that you said it right or wrong there. I think that you said a thing about fear and the fears that, you know, and some people think that you even have, you can only have to fear fear itself. But I would take it another step. Speaking of a card game, I would raise you your fear and don't fear fear itself. And I would raise you to don't even fear fear itself and just love the fears and uh, get a move on. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I could bet on it because it works every time. Yep, 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 yep. But it's yep. a practice. And it is, like everything else. And the first thing you have to do is you have to you have to recognize when you're in fear. No, I back up a step. The first thing you have to do is to realize that fear is, well, it's the enemy. And it's the thing that will most uh, sabotage your life and the life of this planet. And so you have to be awakened to the uh, potential harm and actual harm of fear as it rips through our lives. And then you have to decide uh, to make, make a change around that fear. And then you start looking at yourself and see which fears and to what degree you are run by fear and can you tolerate that and 
how can that fear be um, diminished? By loving it. <clears throat> because I do believe that fear, normal fear, and I'm going to use that word normal fear, is survival. I mean, we're, we've been programmed with fear to keep our corporeal body living until it no longer lives. I mean, you know, keep it safe. It's a survival mechanism. It's, it's how we define ourselves that is the illusion. I mean, yes, I'm my body, but I can feel my body, and that's what I'm programmed to do to keep it going so that I can, you know, spawn, <laughs> put, put more beings on the planet. It's the risk of self-awareness that a totally free source in wanting to share ultimate freedom allows that self-awareness to be aware of oneself runs the risk of being defined by the self as it makes its way through life and interacts with uh, other forms of life and draws conclusions about the limitations of its nature and then becomes affixed and identified with that illusionary structure. Yeah, I could have said it better than myself there. That was... Uh, uh, you can bet on it that that was this is Professor Schnitzer when that was the structure the self and the ego like that's all wrapped up in one. It it I see it like a baseball. You grab it, you throw it, and you throw it on the first base, and the first baseman goes, "You're out." But that's only because the umpire had to go to the bathroom, and it was up to the first baseman himself to save what was. First out. of all, Arrow was hard to understand, and now you're explaining what he said, and I'm having even more difficulty understanding you. <laughs> so I'm not going to get to what's going on here at all. <laughs> it, it's the fear, stupid. I, I got the subtitle of Sasha's book wrong. It's called Jumping at Shadows, The Triumph of Fear and the End of the American Dream. Whoa, that's heavy. Yeah, makes well, me... I so believe that in the power of love. And it's so easy to um, get it all mixed up, love, what it what is. What do you mean by get it mixed up? Well, we do. We get it mixed up because there are three kinds of love. There's the agape love. There's the... Yeah, there's the to cover okay. all kinds of love. All right, three loves. There's eros, filial, and agape. Eros is the romantic love. You know, we know that from a good portion of our life. You know, we're run by that. Okay. And filial love is the mother, father, brother, brother sister, sister, friends, all those things which are yummy, 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 which we come yeah. to know later. And then there's agape love, which is the spiritual love, which is unconditional, which doesn't ask for anything, which is just totally outgoing. And you know it by feeling peaceful, creative, joyful, feeling connected instead of feeling the resistance to things. That's it. Well, you can bet on that. And before we depart, though, what else do we need to remember? We need to remember that resistance is what you add to pain to make it last longer and hurt more. And we have been realizing that daily. You can bet on it. <laughs> 